0: Welcome to the weekly Comic Web Old-Time Radio Program podcast. We sell old-time radio programs, Golden Age comics in PDF format, and we have other free podcasts. Visit ComicWeb.com for more information, or find us on Facebook and iTunes. This week our podcast features an episode of The Blue Beetle called The Underworld Goes Underground. It first aired on August Fourteenth, 1940. Actually, it's two episodes that make one story.
1: Weeping down upon the underworld of Smash Gangland
2: comes the mysterious, all-powerful character who is a problem to the police, but a crusader for law. In reality, Dan Garrett, a rookie patrolman, loved by everyone, but suspected by none of being the Blue Beetle. As the Blue Beetle, he hides behind a strange mask. In a suit of impenetrable blue chain armor, flexible as silk, but stronger than steel.
1: Today's episode of the Fox feature, The Blue Beetle, is entitled The Underworld Goes Underground. Rival construction companies submitted low bids for digging a tunnel under Eastern Valley River from York City to Paradise Island. The Dunlap Construction Company was awarded the contract. Many citizens and some of the newspapers believe young Reginald Dunlap's engagement to the daughter of Commissioner of Public Works Morrison was the main reason he got the contract for his company. Since work started on the tunnel, More than the average number of accidents have occurred in the workings. Strong pressure has been brought to bear on Commissioner Morrison by politicians and newspapers to cancel Dunlap's contract and give it to the Jenkins Company. During previous and less honest administrations, the Jenkins Company had a virtual monopoly on all city construction work. As our story opens, Patrolman Dan Garrett, who is really the Blue Beetle, is discussing the matter with his friend and confidant, Dr. Franz.
2: I'm convinced, Doc, that there's dirty work going on at the tunnel. What makes you so certain? The past record of the Dunlap Company, for one thing. Before this tunnel job, they enjoyed the reputation of having fewer casualties on their jobs than any other construction company in the country. But this is a very difficult and hazardous job. It is. But the Dunlap people have had other jobs just as hazardous. Yes, that's true. I went to college with young Dunlap, and I know he's a capable fellow. When the old man died recently, Reggie took over the business. He's done a good job with it so far. Well, what's causing all these accidents and so many men getting the bend? I don't know. But I'll bet some group is trying to undermine Reggie. It's a tickly situation for the commissioner. Yes, I can see it is. He wants to favor his prospective son-in-law, yet he can't disregard the dangerous situation that exists. Uh, excuse me, Danny, uh, there's someone out front in the store.
1: Yeah, it's only me, Doc. Why, hello,
2: Mike. Hello. Come on back in the laboratory. Uh, Danny's here. Huh? Hello, Mike. Uh, hello, Danny. I was looking for you. Say, there's trouble over at the Mid-City Tunnel, and we've been assigned to investigate. Okay, I'll be right with you. Anybody hurt, Manigan? Yeah, yeah. I think Mr. Dunlap himself was hurt. Reggie Dunlap? Yeah, I think so. Oh, come on, Mike. Reggie's a friend of mine. So long, Doc. See you later. You're looking for someone, officer? Yes, Mr. Reginald Dunlap. My name is Stanley. I'm the night superintendent. Mr. Dunlap is in the airlock being decompressed. Can I see him? I'm afraid not. Not at the moment. What happened? Mr. Dunlap was down in the tunnel inspecting the work. Got word that his fiancée, Miss Morrison, had been thrown from a horse while riding in the city park. He immediately rushed to the service here without spending enough time in the decompression chamber. He got a severe attack of the bench. Well, I'd like to see him. I'm a personal friend of his. In a half hour, perhaps. He's back in the decompression chamber. I see. Was uh, Miss Morrison hurt by the fall? broken arm, I believe. She's at city hospital. Oh, thanks, Mr. Stanley. I'll take a run over there and drop back here in half an hour. There you uh... What's doing, Donnie? Drive me over to the city hospital, Mike. Miss Morrison's been injured. Can't see Dunlap for half an hour. He's being treated for the bends. Oh, bends, is it? That's what them tunnel workers get, ain't it? Yes. Well, uh, what causes it, Donnie? Well, in order to keep the rock and mud from falling in and crushing the tunnel workers, or sand hogs, they're called, compressed air has to be forced into the tunnel until the air pressure against the sides and roof of the tunnel is as great as the pressure of the riverbed and water above the tunnel. Yeah, I can understand that. But pressure may vary from 40 to 60 pounds to the square inch. Oh, that must be tough on those sand hogs. It but is. Normal atmospheric pressure at sea level is only 15 pounds to the square inch. And that's what the human body's accustomed to. Yes, go on. When the men go on the job, they spend a certain amount of time in the compression chamber called an airlock. While in the airlock, the air pressure is gradually increased to a point where it equals the pressure in the tunnel. The men are then able to pass directly into the tunnel. They see it sort of conditions them, huh? That's right. Well, well uh, what about when they come out? Well, that takes longer. If the men aren't properly decompressed before they come out into normal atm- uh, air pressure, paralysis, and even death may result. Well, uh, here we are at the hospital, Danny. Good. Wait for me, Mike. Only be a few minutes. Okay. But if you see any good-looking nurses, just tell them that Mike Mulligan has a car (laughs) of his own. Uh,
1: You'll find Miss Morrison in that room right there. Thank you, nurse. Come in.
2: Yes? Oh, what is it, officer? Has something happened to Mr. Dunlap. Now, don't worry, Miss Morrison. Nothing serious has happened. I happen to be an old college mate of Reggie's, and I heard you were here. Oh. I wanted to ask you a few questions about your accident. Will you help me? Why, oh, of course I will. I'll do everything I can to help Reggie. Well, now, tell me what happened to you. Well, I was riding along the bridle path in City Park when suddenly a man dashed out from behind some bushes, waving his hands and shouting. My horse shied and started to run away. I stepped off my saddle and fell. That's all I know until I came to here in the hospital. The broken arm. Now tell me, do you often take that same ride and at the same time? Why, yes. Almost every day if
1: the weather is clear. Why?
2: Oh, nothing. Well, I've got to hurry back and see Reggie, Miss Morrison. Now, don't you worry anymore. Just take it easy and let that arm of yours set. I'm going to find the answer to these mysterious accidents. (coughs) Danny, what are you going to do with those old clothes? Put them on over my Blue Beetle chain armor. Going to a party disguised as a disguise? <laughs> no, Doc. You see before you Patrolman Dan Garrett, alias the Blue Beetle, alias a Sandhog in the Mid City Tunnel job. Aren't you afraid you'll be discovered? I have to take that chance. Uh, what did you learn today? Not oh, many things, Doc. I learned from Reggie when I could talk with him that he's not altogether satisfied with this. New nighttime superintendent he has. You mean Stanley? Yes. Stanley's an experienced man, isn't he? Yes, and he came recommended by a friend of Miss Morrison. What about Miss Morrison's accident? I think that was planned with the hope that Reggie would come rushing up out of the tunnel as soon as he got the news. And be incapacitated by an attack of the bend? Yes. Well, what are you going to do? Go to work as a sand Keep my ears and eyes open. But your identity. Does Dunlop know you're doing this? He asked me to help him solve this case. I told him it might prove embarrassing for his future father-in-law. if Word got around that a member of the city police force was working as a special investigator for the Dunlap Company. So? So I told him I was very close to the Blue Beetle. And I was sure I could persuade him to take the case. (laughs) Very ingenious. (laughs) Reggie got me a union card and a note to Stanley. I'm to start work tonight. Anything you need, Danny? This is going to be dangerous work. I'd like a shot of your secret 2X formula... May prove useful if I get into any trouble underground. Uh, you shall have it. Anything else? Not tonight. Well, so long, Doc. The blue beetle will crawl underground tonight instead of fly. But his nippers will be just as sharp. You're new on this job, ain't you? Yeah. You want a Stanley's men? I was hired by Mr. Dunlap. Oh. What difference does it make? Plenty. The men Stanleys hired are out for no good. They're troublemakers. What do you mean? I've worked with some of them before. They're always brought in when somebody wants to slow up a job. They're nothing more than gangsters. Who hired you? Young Dunlap's old man. What about all these accidents, blowouts, cave-ins? There he and is uh
1: Look out. Trouble ahead. Don't let him get you into a fight. They'll kill you. Let him try it. He's a spy. And new guy's a spy of the menace. Yeah, let's get him over this
2: job. Bert, too. Yeah, let's get them both. Hey, you. What's your name? Slug do you? Oh, yeah? Well, slug do you. How do you like that? You... Well, how do you like that? Oh, Get him, Joe. Get him with that here. Wait till I finish work here. Oh, yeah? That will be how never, Monk. How do you oh. like them potatoes? <laughs> oh. Hey, on, come on. There's a fire. Come on. Let's get it. Hey, look. at it. The blue steel hood in hey, it. The blue beetle. It's the, blue beetle. It's the blue beetle? Yes, it's the blue beetle. And he's going to burn you with his magic ray. No, no, not in here. You'll blow all the kingdom. No, gone here. It's the boss. Who oh, is this man in the strange mask? It's the blue beetle. Blue Beetle. Who sent you here? Blue Beetle flies wherever crime and crooks congregate. Well, there are no crooks here. He was snooping around with bike there, boys. Park? Yeah. Go off to the office and get your money. Take this Blue Beetle with you.
1: now, listen, Mr. Stanley, I... Get in the
2: compression chamber there. Okay. You too, Blue Beetle. Well, let me see your masquerading face around here again. I have a feeling you and I will meet again, Mr. Stanley, after the Blue Beetle finishes his investigation. Shut the door, baby. Gee, boys. Do you think he's wise to you? Uh, Don't worry. When he gets out of that compression chamber, neither he nor Burke will ever be able to tell what they know or suspect. You've never had the Benz Blue Beetle, but you're going to have them now, permanently.
1: What will happen to the Blue Beetle in the compression chamber in the tunnel beneath the great river? Will Stanley's quick decompression of the air in the chamber kill or permanently paralyze the Blue Beetle? These questions will be answered in the next episode of the Blue Beetle. (laughs) copyrighted Fox feature, appearing in Mystery Men Comics Magazine and the Blue Beetle Magazine. The Blue Beetle is on the air twice a week on this same station. Consult the broadcast schedule in your local newspapers. And don't forget to listen in to the Blue Beetle.
2: the underworld, a smash gangland, comes the mysterious, all-powerful character who is a problem to the police, but a crusader for law. In reality, Dan Garrett, a rookie patrolman, loved by everyone, but suspected by none of being the Blue Beetle. As the Blue Beetle, he hides behind a strain of mask and a suit of impenetrable blue chain armor, flexible as silk, but stronger than steel.
1: episode of the Fox feature, The Blue Beetle, is the second part of the story entitled, The Underworld Goes Underground. Reginald Dunlap, head of the Dunlap Construction Company, has asked his friend, Dan Garrett, to make a private investigation of the many mysterious accidents that have occurred during tunnel operations under the Eastern Valley River. Due to certain political angles involved, Dan tells Dunlap he'll get the Blue Beetle to do the job. As the Blue Beetle, Dan Garrett, disguised as a tunnel worker, makes an investigation, but is discovered, and after a fight, is ordered into the airlock by the superintendent of the job to be decompressed before ascending to the surface. With the Blue Beetle in the airlock is a man named Burke, a faithful employee whom Stanley, the superintendent, dislikes and has just discharged. As the first episode ended, Stanley and some of his hirelings are decompressing the air in the chamber more quickly than is safe, in the hope that the blue beetle and Burke will be killed as a result. As our story opens, we are in the airlock with Burke and the blue beetle. What are we going to
2: do, blue beetle? What's happened? The air pressure is going down so fast I can feel the cramps coming on in my legs. I'll grit your teeth, old man, and bear it as well as you can. Just as soon as I can locate the valves in this darkness, I'll stop the decompression. Must be some control inside as well as outside this chamber. Why? Well, I, I think there is. Over there to your right. I've found them. Uh, Lucky I had my flashlight with me. It's getting cold in here. That's caused by the expanding air. It draws heat from surrounding objects. Well, I, I hope you can get us out of here quickly. That's just what I don't want to do. Now, there. It's shutting off the valves here. Oh. Uh. What about Stanley and the gang outside at the tunnel end of the airlock? They can't get in here now. The door opens outward and the pressure from their side is too great. We'll just take it easy for a while and let our bodies adjust themselves to the reduced pressure. So now let a little more air out until the pressure inside is the same as that in the elevator shaft at the other side of the chamber. But, but the cold. I'm freezing. Here, put on this sweater of mine. Yeah, but what about you? I don't need it. I can stand the cold. I've conditioned myself to it. Well, thanks, man. Boy, this is going to feel grand. How's the bends? Better. Guess it must have been my imagination. I'll let a little more air out. Uh, that's more like it. That'll give us about 15 more minutes in here. Then it'll be safe to get out of here. Point will I be glad. Hey, Burke, how many of the men do you think are loyal to Mr. Dunlap? Most of them. It's only the muckers that are new on this job. Them and Superintendent Stanley. The muckers are the men who shovel or haul away the muck that's drilled away from in front of the shield. Yeah, that's right. We Sandhogs, that is the drillers, gave them that name. Hmm. It certainly fits that bunch of cutthroats who attacked us. Yeah, they're a pretty slimy bunch. Did you ever work on this Stanley before? No, never. Know anything about him? Only that he's the son of Assemblyman Stanley from the 3rd Election District. Hmm. His last job, I believe, was as foreman of a job on the West Coast. How'd you like to do young Dunlap a favor? Oh, sure. He's always treated me all right, as his father before him. What do you want me to do? Keep your mouth shut about this whole thing. Well, what about my job? Let them fire you. Mr. Dunlap will take care of you until this matter's all cleared up. Then you'll get a real job. If I have anything to do with it. Okay. I don't know nothing. Well, that's on the shaft side. I'm going to open up. Give me my sweater back. I want to put on my disguise again. Okay. Yeah. Here it is. And thanks a lot. You're welcome. Open up in there. Are you all right? Yeah, just a minute. Oh. Oh, what happened? Oh, well, now the toll, but we didn't give any answer. Oh, nothing's wrong. There was a fight and me and Bert got fired. Yeah, Stanley fired us. We won our pay. I didn't right, get at the office. I'm going to find out what's wrong in the tunnel. Nothing's wrong, except there's a few of the wrong kind of rats in it. Come on, Burke. We need some fresh air. Now, here's the blueprint of the entire project. And here, here is a detailed print of the air system in the tunnel. Flagg, our engineer in charge of the pumps, will know what to do when I give him the go-ahead. Now, your job, Fluky, is to see that the steel emergency curtain is jammed, so it won't fall when the explosion blows a hole through the roof and lets the river flood the tunnel. Sure, I got you. We well, want to make this accident a good one. You can count on me, boss. But make sure you get into the airlock as quickly as possible. I don't want to lose any of well, our men. Well, how are you going to work it? Some of us are working up at the shield. I'll be right there where the water will break through first. Well, I'll see that they get a signal in advance. They'll suddenly decide to strike. They don't like the conditions under which they're working. All you men, those that I've hired, start back toward the airlock to the decompression chamber before coming up out of the tunnel. When most of you are near the airlock, I'll give the signal, and Mister Reginald Dunlap's construction company can wind up its affairs. Hey, Blue, Blue Beetle, yes, and he's going to nip. You're unwise to get in my way again, Blue Beetle. I failed last time, but this time I'm going to make sure. <laughs> Missed me. I won't miss you, Stanley. That's for Dunlap. And that's for Burke. Hey, and... Don't let this guy get through here. They don't something Bullets ain't no good against the Blue Beetle. Get the chair out. Hey, Sit in oh. it. And that takes care of you. I'll just take these plans and be on my way. I don't think there'll be any more accidents, Mr. Stanley. Boy, what a wallopy to be back. Hey, Stanley. Hey. Hey. What about it? He's got our plans. Blue Beetle's explosion. Uh, let him try it. He's an outlaw. Wanted by the police. He doesn't dare appear in any court to testify. Besides, those blueprints are meaningless after the danger's done. Now, what are you going to do? Phone Scraggs and tell him to pull the job at once. <laughs> to the mid-city tunnel to try to stop a sabotage job. Anything else? Yes. Call all hospitals to have ambulances and pull motors sent over right away. Got that? Yes, yes. Okay. The Blue Beetle has to work fast. Goodbye, Doc. Goodbye, Danny. <laughs> Him. Blow the hole through the riverbed. Anybody hurt? Well, don't know yet. Blue Beetles down there. Blue Beetles? What's he doing? Rescuing sand hogs, I heard. Well, he can do whatever anybody center can. Center I read a while back where he saved 15 lives. <laughs> well, let me in. Uh, let me hey, in the water. cover right? me up right? in <laughs> I've got a wife and kids. Hey, kiddies. One at me, a go. time. Now, uh, back up go. there. Let him through. Uh, oh, the part? water. The water. It's the water. Good. One at a time through that door. There's room for all in the airlock. through. Emergency dog, anyway. Here in the water. In you come. That's the last man, isn't it? Good. Good. Now, help me with this door. Over the get got it. Well, we're safe now. Saved. Saved. Every man saved by the blue beetle. After your strenuous battle today. Oh, I feel fine. That 2X formula certainly puts the vitality in this old carcass of mine. Uh, You did a brave and noble thing tonight, Danny. Saving all those men. That was the Blue Beetle's work, Doc. Yes, yes. But the Blue Beetle is Dan Garrett. And Dan Garrett is vice versa. And you know who's a happy man tonight? Uh, Reggie Dunlap, I suppose. Now that his enemies have been exposed. Yes, yes, I guess he's happy. But I don't mean him. I mean Burke. Burke? Yes, Burke. The man who got fired when Stanley discovered my Blue Beetle disguise in the tunnel. Well, what about Burke? Well, Burke took over the operation of the pumps. And as a reward for his work, Reggie has given him that job permanently. Ah, that's splendid. Well, well, what are you going to do now? Well, Doc, with the compliments of the management of Dr. Fran's little apothecary shop... I'm going to make myself a great big strawberry ice cream soda. Oh, fine. Fine, Danny. That, that's a great idea. And, and, you know, I think I'll have one with you. Uh, come out in front of the store. Uh, we'll sit up at the counter and be our own best customers. <laughs>
1: Blue Beetle performed another noble deed and brought some dishonest crooks to justice. The moral of this story is that loyalty, such as that of Burke, the sandhog, brings its just rewards. What further adventures await the Blue Beetle in his one-man crusade against crime? This question will be answered in the next episode of the Blue Beetle. copyrighted box feature, appearing in Mystery Men Comics Magazine and the Blue Beetle Magazine. The Blue Beetle is on the air twice a week on this same station. Consult the broadcast schedule in your local newspapers. And don't forget to listen in to the Blue Beetle.
0: The Blue Beetle has had a long and storied history. The character was created by Charles Nichols and debuted in the comic book Mystery Men in 1939. Over the decades, the Blue Beetle has had several comic publishers, including Fox, Holyoke, Charlton, and finally DC. After the Mystery Men debuted, the Beetle had a syndicated newspaper comic strip, then in 1940 he got his own radio program. The radio program did not last too long, only 48 episodes of 13 minutes of length. Generally, they are combined into 24 episodes of 26 minutes. The programs follow the adventures of Don Garrett, a policeman who finds the police bureaucracy a little too constraining. When he feels that the red tape gets in the way of justice, Dan dons the special armor created by his friend and mentor, Dr. Franz, puts on the mask, and fights crime as the Blue Beetle. The actor who portrayed Dan Garrett was Frank Lovejoy. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.